Hi, I'm Pastor Torin Brooks, and welcome to Faith Christian Church. So glad you decided to join us today. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be looking through God's Word and finding ways for it to apply to our lives today. I hope you enjoy this morning's sermon. I would like to find a place that I can go to uh, somewhere in my life where Christmas isn't all about stuff anymore. And, and, and for the next couple of Sundays, I just want to talk about what are you expecting for Christmas? And I want to challenge you to, to maybe take a moment, read the Word, and kind of change your idea or at least your perspective on what Christmas really should mean to us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I think if we refocus our attention on Jesus, we're going to realize maybe we've been putting too much attention on other stuff. I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. If you hope you've turned to Matthew chapter 2, let me just read you what the Bible says and then talk to you for a few minutes about the story. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. And it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with, his, with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. What were they expecting? Can we talk about the story for just a minute? First, from the view of the wise men. Whoever these wise men are, what's important to know is that they knew stuff that most other people didn't. In fact, they had probably spent their entire lives doing something that today we normally discourage people from, studying the stars. To whoever these wise men were, the idea of studying the stars meant that when they looked up at the night sky, they saw things that would foretell to them the future and actively things that were going on around the world. And certainly when they first saw this star, they realized something big was on the horizon. In fact, not only was it a big event, this was a massive event because this, this meant that a king had been born. Now, you say, Pastor, how in the world uh, do you know that? Well, obviously because of what they said. They had seen a star, they knew a king had been born, and they had made, it was such an important event in these wise men's lives 
that they made the journey from their country to Jerusalem just to worship this king. Wow. I mean, we see what they brought. We see that they came to worship. And by worship, I mean, they didn't just say, Happy birthday! The Bible says they fell down and worshipped him. This was a big event. And so you can expect that these men came in all regalia. Now, now you might find this funny, and, and I love to bust Christmas myths, because I think sometimes the truth is better than the myth we create for it. By the way, how many wise men were there in the story? It doesn't say. Can we be grateful to know that we don't have to have a number? Just know that they were. All right? So, so the writer of We Three Kings, so sorry, not We Three Kings, it is just the wise men. All right? So we have this wise men who have come, and they are excited. And I can imagine their enthusiasm. They come into Jerusalem. They're probably traveling by caravan. They've got all these. they got gold. they got frankincense. they got myrrh. Very expensive things. So it doesn't mean they were poor people. The poor people had already visited Jesus. Come on. Shepherds. Remember, they were the first ones to see him as a baby. Now these... These wise men have, have come, and they're ready to receive him. And they come into Jerusalem. I love this saying, we're here. Where is he? The king. What do you mean, who? No, 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 not Herod. We know Herod. The king, the king that was born. Star. <laughs> Star king. Where is he? And the Bible says that when Herod heard this, he was, what? What does your Bible say? Troubled, upset, disturbed. Well, you think so? Of course he was. And these wise men come in, and all they find in the city of Jerusalem is not happy celebration, because you would think if a king being born in Jerusalem, you would think everybody's going to be happy. But they don't. You know what they find when they come into Jerusalem? They find confusion. They find people who are in a state of confusion that don't know what is going on. In fact, the Bible says that as they're going around Jerusalem asking people, where is the king who was born, this king of the Jews, we want to worship him, that nobody knows. And finally, Herod calls them to a secret meeting. Now, if you're one of those wise men, you would find this to be exceptionally troubling. Because there's no king born in Jerusalem. Uh-oh. Now, most of us using our American mindset would say, well, if the king, wasn't, if the, if the king of the Jews wasn't born in Jerusalem, maybe he was born to one of Herod's other wives in another little town. For, you know, something, something is wrong. The, the city is not prepared. The city is not rejoicing. Something is out of place. And the reason was because there was no baby born to Herod. That was king of the Jews. The wise men were called into a secret meeting, and this is what he said. He says, listen, you know what? I, I, I heard that this kid you're looking for, you're going to find him in, in Bethlehem, right down the road, about seven miles down that way. Find him there. And by the way, when you find this person you're looking for, can you let me know where he's at? So that I may come and worship him. Now, if you're a wise man, you're sitting there going, no, you're not. Because obviously this king is born is not even a relation to you. 
Something doesn't add up right. Because if, 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 if Herod had known that a king had been born in Bethlehem, do you think Herod would still be in Jerusalem looking for him? Or sending other people secretly to find him? No, not at all. In fact, the problem is Herod didn't even know there had been a king born. So the wise men are secretly sent off to Bethlehem to find this baby. And guess what? They do find him. But not in a manger. They find him in a house. In fact, the Bible says that by that time, by the time they found him, Jesus was a young child, a toddler. I love, I love that picture. They're in the house. Jesus is a toddler, probably walking by now. Not on water yet, but walking by now. And Jesus is, is playing around. Maybe he's saying mama and dada in Hebrew. Okay? But they find him. Picture this. Here are the wise men. They find him. But it's not what they're thinking. He's not in a palace. He's not in, a, in, 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 in royal regalia. He's just there. In fact, they probably would have never found the house if it hadn't been for the star. Now, that's a pretty cool star. I don't know what you think about this star, but this star not only showed them where, where to go to find the king being born, also led them right to the house where he was staying. Isn't that kind of neat? God and his magnificent mag light. <laughs> now, we laugh about that all the time, the paintings with the, the little arcs of light coming straight down from the sky, but who's to say God can't do that? Points to the house, they come in, they find the baby, they find Mary, his mother. The Bible says they fell down and worshipped him. It wasn't quite what they were expecting, but then again, this isn't the king that they're expecting either. See, the, the king they were expecting was a king who was going to save the world, and yet this king's just a baby in a house that's probably not marked from the street. And yet inside this house is the Savior of the world. Sometimes I think we walk through Christmas looking for things to be more special and magical, if you want to use that term. When sometimes the very Jesus we're looking for is not at the mall, but in our hearts, or at our church, or at our prayer closet in our house. Now, one thing I find interesting about the wise men is when they saw Jesus, the toddler, and his mother Mary, they didn't go, hey, Bob, yeah, Bill, you think we got the wrong house? <laughs> I don't know. He don't look like a baby in swaddling clothes. Well, we are two years late. That's true. How do we know for certain? See the light? Yep. All right, then. Okay then. And they knew. I'll be honest, Jesus was no ordinary child, so I guarantee you there was something about him. How many of you know the Bible says that when, when John the Baptist was still in his mother's womb and Mary came into the room with Jesus in her womb, what did John do? The Bible said that the John leapt in his mother's womb when he was approached by the presence of Jesus. I pick on the wise men, but there was something about Jesus. They knew they found the right place wasn't what they were expecting, but it was still Jesus. It was, it was who they came. And they presented their gifts exactly like they were supposed to. The Bible said, that, said they left different than when they came. They left different because they were warned that, that, that this child was in danger. 
But there was something different about what happened when they left. Because they knew it was their God-given job to stay away from Herod to protect this child. There was something special they knew. It wasn't quite what they expected when they marched into Jerusalem that day, but it was a different story than the one we would have written for Jesus. They were looking for a king, and they found him. And they left probably rejoicing. Because the Bible said when they saw him, they were filled with exceeding great joy. Can I tell you, sometimes when we're looking for Jesus, we may not find what what we think our imaginations compel us to believe him to be. But when we find him, it still fills us with joy. Wise men weren't the only person in the story. There was also a king by the name of Herod. Now, Herod wasn't looking for a child because he was king. He probably didn't care anything about the stars because he didn't care. But he did have a pretty pretty big problem when these wise men walked into his city announcing that a king had been born. Because I'll guarantee you, no king had been born to Herod. In fact, you, you might remember through history that Herod wasn't even a Jew. Herod was an Arab whose family adopted Jewish customs and he had friends in Rome and it was the Roman Senate that appointed Herod king of the Jews. Now he has these wise men from another country coming in with gifts and his extravagant parade and caravan wanting to know where the new king was. Well, that probably troubled Herod greatly. In fact, the Bible said he was troubled. I would add one more. I think he's probably terrified. He was so terrified, he called a meeting of all the heads of everybody who would know this kind of stuff and said, I'm not quite sure, boys, but we got a problem. He goes, if this king thereafter, maybe it's not just a king, this king may be the Messiah. If he's the Messiah, where is he supposed to be born? Because see, they came to Herod saying they were looking for a king. He went to the wise men looking for the Christ. Did you catch that when you read it? They're looking for a king. Herod's worried they're looking for the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah who has come. He finds out there in Bethlehem and he calls a meeting in, deceives the wise men into thinking that finding this child would be his greatest joy. In fact, he had no intention of ever treating this family with care. In fact, his very intention was to go and kill the child because he didn't want anybody taking his place. In fact, when, when, when things start to happen The devil worries he'll lose his ground. Can I tell you what would happen this Christmas if people began to find Jesus as their Savior and their Lord? The devil would put up a fight. See, I've always noticed this in my my walk with Christ, that every time Jesus is, is, is doing something great behind the scenes, the devil seems to throw up pitfalls everywhere he can put them. He, 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 he sends people out on missions to trying to destroy and distort. But you know what? God's still in charge. I imagine that Herod was furious about the betrayal as the wise men went another way home and never came back through. The problem is, the wise men already told him that they had seen the star less than two years before. And Herod, in all of his anger, rushes to Bethlehem, sends soldiers to kill every child two years old and under. It was only by sheer divine 
intervention that an angel shows up to Joseph in the middle of the night and sends them out. Because they had gotten quite comfortable in Bethlehem. They had moved into a house and, and they had found a place to stay. And, and now Jesus was near two years old and, and they were still living in Bethlehem when Joseph's house and family and, and business was in Nazareth. And, and they've gotten quite comfortable and they were forced to leave to save the child's life. Herod wasn't looking for a king, but he never found him either. Sometimes we have to wonder if we're trying to ignore things when it comes to Christmas. You know, I can't tell you the number of times I've been at family meetings and things like that where everyone talks about the holidays, but nobody talks about Jesus. Jesus is kind of the elephant in the room. Because we know the moment we start to bring up Jesus around certain ones of our family members, chaos ensues. Now, your family might not be as violent as my family, but I've seen things thrown across the room before when the mention of Jesus. Why is that? Because when it comes to Jesus, that's the, some people don't like to talk about it because they know being around Jesus requires us to change who we are. No one who ever came in contact with Jesus was left the same way when they met him. Either they were better, or by choice, they ran away and became worse. But listen to what I said there. By choice. Even though Herod wasn't looking for a king, the king found him, and he had to deal with it, and the way he dealt with it was wrong. And I want to encourage you, watch yourselves, that you don't ignore Jesus this Christmas. Finally, there were the people of Jerusalem who were just as troubled as Herod was. Because to know that a Messiah had been born, to know that Jesus had come into the world, to know that there was, a, there was a now a real king of the Jews, a real, and, and by definition of his bloodline, which we find in Luke and also Matthew, he has right to claim the throne of the Jewish people because of his lineage to the King David. We know through all this that, that the people were worried because the people had gotten also comfortable with the way things had turned out. In fact, they gotten so comfortable that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the chief priests and scribes, they learned that if there really was a Messiah, things were about to change. You do realize that, that nothing can stay the same. If, if this Messiah had been born in Bethlehem of Judea, as the prophets foretold, they're on a road trip to revolution. Not everybody wanted that. It wasn't too many years before this. The Maccabees had tried to lead a revolution. And before that, a man by the name of James and another by the name of Judas, all who are recorded in, in, in the Bible and other places, tried to lead rebellions, and, and they all failed. And, because they all claimed to be false Christ, and now another has come. It was almost as if the people of Jerusalem had probably heard stories, rumors, as far as I'm concerned, you can't have angels appearing into a field with shepherds and nobody hear of it. Yet they put it aside because it was too good to be true. And that Jesus could come and change their lives forever. To be honest, I think the people of Jerusalem had, after maybe hearing the reports of the, of the, the shepherds, had probably just stopped caring to look. Another rebellion come and gone. What good can a baby do anyway? 
It would be years before we see any relief, years before we ever see him do anything drastic to help us from the Romans. And, and yet, they, maybe they felt like they were overlooked. Because, don't you think if the Messiah had been born, he should have been born in Jerusalem instead of Bethlehem? point was, I think they, they knew something was wrong. And the, because here were these men looking with excitement for a baby. And they were going about living their lives as if no excitement existed. And no hope existed either. Sad part is that there will be many people in this holiday season that will go through this season feeling like they have no hope, seeming like they have no hope, And some of them will be coming to church week after week, leaving the same way they came. Part of the reason is because maybe maybe they say they've tried Jesus before and that didn't work for them. Or or maybe they've gotten their hope up in all this Christianity and it never turned out quite the way it should for them. And the problem is, is that they were seeking for something but never for Jesus. Because I know people that seek Him find Him. And their lives are never the same. If I had a choice to look through history and find out which one of these groups of people I would like to be, of course, I I would like to be with the wise men. Hear me for a minute. Seeing something on the horizon that was about to bring change, putting my effort and money into seeking this change and finding him, not the way I thought I would find him, but finding him nonetheless and filling my heart with joy knowing that prophecy is fulfilled. Jesus is here. And if I put my hope and my trust in him, I'm on the right side. The real question is not what I would do, but what you would do. I don't want our church to be a church that isn't happy that Jesus is here. I'm going to say that again. I want you to hear me. Because here's the reality of the world I know. The Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ is here. And has been. And why aren't we treating Him like He's here? Why is it every time we come into the house, our hearts aren't filled with exceeding joy? Yeah, okay, it may not look like much, but we're in God's presence when we come together. And, and not just for Christmas, but every time. And yet we sometimes walk in with sadness and despair, not realizing that Jesus is here to meet our every need. We, 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 we halfway put aside our, our, our problems and our issues to, to, to lay down at His feet worship and to honor Him for who He really is. I think the real problem is, for some, you stop looking for Him. And I want to encourage you, this first part of talking about what are you expecting for Christmas, I want you to start desiring in your heart to look for Jesus everywhere you go. Now, some in the, in, the, in the world would mock that saying, well, what are you looking for him? Have you lost him? No, I'm talking about seeing the miracle of what he's done everywhere you go. Because if we're not going to celebrate Jesus, to me, what's the point of having Christmas at all? 
We're not going to look and find His goodness, look for His miracles, look for His grace in our lives. Then we're missing the reason why He came in the first place. Jesus, uh, we, we should be seeking after Him every day of our lives like those wise men. Every day, wanting to know Him more, digging deeper, searching harder, because He is what we need to exist. I don't want to get to a point where I stop looking, where I give up. I can't imagine that horrible place. Can you imagine what would have happened if the wise men had walked into Jerusalem, heard that there was no king born to Herod, and walked away? Because that's what happened originally. But they kept looking because they needed to find him. And you and I need to keep looking till we find him too. Thank you for watching today's service, but you really should visit in person. Service times are at 10 a.m. Sunday morning, 6 p.m. on Sunday evening, and Wednesday night Bible study begins at 7 p.m. We're located at 582 Rockingham Road. It's on Route 5 just north of Bellows Falls. For more information, you can visit our website at www.faithchristianag.com. God bless you, and have a great day.